0: Today is Proactive Eyes Quarter 1 Q&A of 2021. Peace and blessings everyone. This is Elegant Granny, your restoration strategist and creator and host of the Proactive Eye podcast. Last week I spoke about how survivors sometimes have difficulty getting started adjusting and starting over fresh after leaving a toxic relationship. Many times, it is hard to know where to begin on your journey of healing and freedom, and I gave one of the most important areas in a survivor's life to begin with. Hopefully, it is useful for you to support someone you know who has transitioned out of an abusive relationship or if you are in need of the information from that episode yourself it is still there for you if you missed the last episode the link will be in the show notes and also on the blog today's episode will be the quarterly I did a previous q a on my birthday which happened to fall on one of the fridays i normally post episodes That session appeared to have a common theme where most questions were about my healing journey and how best to begin your own. If you missed that episode, it will be linked for you in the show notes and also on the blog. The questions for this episode seem to be more about triggers and they are pertaining to the work I do outside the podcast. For those who do not know, I am a restoration strategist Supporting victims and survivors of abuse as they transition from toxic relationships. I also share resources with their supporters, meaning their friends, family, or co workers, with resources to help them transition successfully. Just so you know, the website is being updated and will have new services released in quarter two. The tentative date is April 1st but I will keep you updated on the actual date of release. Now to the questions. Question number one. Is it possible for an abuser to change? Yes, it is, but it has to be a conscious decision and with much work. This does not mean that person will never abuse again. To help them change, they must seek professional support from a mental health specialist. Displaying abusive behaviors generally have roots linking back to an abuser's childhood that were never dealt with. It takes a lot more than being away from people or not having an intimate relationship with someone for that to be a successful event. Unless the abuser confronts the max issues that were never dealt with, the abusive behaviors continue and oftentimes become worse. Sometimes, an abuser may stop one abusive behavior and start with other undesired behaviors. For example, they may no longer be physically abusive, but now they are emotionally or spiritually abusive. Next question. What are the effects of domestic violence on children? Children react to abuse the same as we do. There are some who do not show signs of distress and may have coping skills while others show obvious signs. For example, as a child, if some of you remember, I shared being exposed to my mother being abused. I had many coping skills such as reading, writing poetry writing short stories being a little mama to my sisters those and singing singing was another one those were just a few of my coping techniques my sisters on the other hand were very nervous one refused to speak at school and the school was under the impression she needed support from the school's speech therapist thinking she just did not talk like other kids did It was just her way of coping with what we experienced. The other sister became very anxious and nervous and frightful whenever she was around someone who became upset about something. Even if that person wasn't mad at her, that person's unhappy emotions were triggering her, causing her to be fearful at the moment. Children have the same need for healing as adults it's just as important for them to be seen by a therapist as it is adults to help them learn how to process what has happened and develop healthy coping skills so they can learn how to get past the trauma and be successful in life as a whole person not as one who made it and have setbacks whenever a flashback occurs or the other person who does not experience much success because it was difficult getting past the trauma. Question number three. Do you ever have flashbacks while working with a client? Yes, I do. But you know what? I'm not triggered by the flashbacks. Flashbacks are memories of events that may or may not contain trauma, whereas triggers are the memories that cause distress associated with the memories. With flashbacks, you don't necessarily have distress. It depends on the individual, basically. Question number four. I'm not sure if I could ever do what you do after going through what you went through. How do you manage to get up every day and do it? Do you have flashbacks? Now, those are a couple of questions from this one person. I'm glad they asked. So as I just answered, yes, I have flashbacks, but I'm not triggered. And because this question was asked again, I'm going to do an episode around possibly in the second quarter. Now as for how do I manage to get up every day and do what I do, that comes from a lot of work. Now this is something that could end up as another episode, but really quick, I do exercises with myself just as I do with my clients that supports me being aware of how I feel about myself or situations. I realistically set boundaries on what I will handle or refer a client to someone else for best support with a particular situation. I never ever deal with something I don't believe is for me to deal with. I know my scope. I am a certified life coach and restoration strategist. I am not a licensed therapist. There is a big difference between the two. If someone is needing to go way back to the root to help them, that's a job for the mental health specialist, and I strongly suggest they meet with one for the best support. Fifth question. Are you triggered by some of the victims and survivors you work with? No. And as I mentioned previously, it comes with some exercises that helps me be aware of who I am and what I can handle. Now this next question is the most popular question of all. I get this question a lot no matter what I'm talking about, no matter how many Q&As come about, this is the one that comes up the most. Where is, and I'll insert a blank here, and will you two ever get back together? That blank that I inserted is my ex-husband. I won't call his name out, but people are wanting to know where he is and will we ever get back together? The answer is I don't know where he is and I honestly don't care but what I do wish and hope and pray for is that he is somewhere safe and then he is doing well and he is working on being healed because he really needs a lot of healing work done and I wish that for him so he can have a successful life now as far as us getting back together no. No, that would never ever happen. In my view, if you abuse me once, you'll abuse me again. I don't care how healed you become. I just, that's just me. That's my opinion. That's how I feel about it. Now, someone else may feel different, but that's just me. That's not something I just don't trust that person again. Okay last question how do you keep from losing it when you see a victim who has been physically abused i remember why i am there and who i am there for abuse happens it's awful that it does happen but it does no matter how or why it happens it doesn't help for me to be emotional that will cause more problems for everyone involved the victim medical team their family and even me if I were to get to if I were to get emotional that would lead me down a spiral road that would be difficult to come back from the fact that I don't get emotional says that I have consistently worked on my healing which is something I am still doing to this day now that doesn't mean I don't have feelings about what has happened to the client but I am in a manageable place where I can realistically handle the situation. Being healed from trauma takes a lot of time, patience, and effort. You have to put in the work to be healed. There is no hocus pocus in a person being healed. This is something I I strongly urge those who are supportive of those transitioning from an abusive relationship that friend, coworker, or family member that has suffered trauma like that, they need a lot of patience from you. This is why I advocate seeing a mental health specialist, whether you are a survivor or even a supporter of a survivor. Some people deal with secondary trauma as they do their best to be there for their loved one. And let me just say, It is just as important as a supporter that you are not suffering from their trauma vicariously. If you feel saddened or depressed or miserable in any shape or form as you try to help someone, be sure that you see a specialist. Y'all may be tired of hearing me say this, but it's a serious matter. It just may be, that you have to set some boundaries for what you can handle as you help the survivor and what you cannot help them with. Don't try to force yourself into being a superhero that tries to hold up a bridge when in reality, you weren't the one designed for that. There are people who can handle what you cannot. Let them. And you be supportive of your own mental health and well-being as well as the survivor you are helping now of course you know I am doing an episode just on supporters you all are very important and we need you but we need you to realistically have your boundaries set just as we do have the survivors do you are a great asset in this world and it is especially important after a life of any form of abuse to see a physician and a mental health specialist to help you excel as you recover. Let a granny know in the voice message feature or by email at proactivei@gmail.com at gmail.com some things you do to help you recover. I would love to hear your story and get your perspective on why those things are valuable to you. It has been a pleasure sharing with you today. All links to connect with me and free resources are in the show notes. Feel free to download episodes and take advantage of the free resources provided. You can visit the Proactive Eye blog at bit.ly forward PEPodcastblog. That's B-I-T dot L-Y forward slash P-E podcast blog. You can also connect with Proactive Eye on Instagram and Twitter. The handle is at Proactive Eye. And also on Facebook, the handle is at Proactive Eye Podcast. This has been your host, Elegant Granny. Thank you for your support and visit again. And remember, healing is a continuous process, not a one-shot deal. Much love, peace, light, and healing vibes, family. (laughs) Thank <laughs> you.